0: hi guys happy Tuesday I'm so excited to chat with you guys today I'm a little under the weather not gonna lie Um, so if you hear me coughing and stuffiness that is why (laughs) but nonetheless I'm excited to show up for you guys today because I definitely was really feeling on my soul to really just talk about this topic and I'm really hoping that it gives you guys some value and that you take something away from it Um, and yeah, so I actually filmed an entire podcast and I completely scratched it because I just felt like I wasn't completely, uh, what's the word, present as I was talking. I kind of just felt like I was talking, but I wasn't really present just because I have such brain fog right now and congestion and I'm really trying my best. So, And that's kind of what this podcast is about, right, Is is, is about the inner critic. Right? Uh, silencing our inner critic, perfectionism, where we learned it from and how to overcome all of that so that way we can not only get results in any area of our life, but actually have fun with life again and not be paralyzed into inaction and burn out and have fun and just become the woman or man that we were meant to be and who we already are with ease, right? Because yeah, it's a little challenging. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's always butterflies and rainbows, But it doesn't also have to be so, so, so hard, right? So let's dive in. So obviously I'm a coach and I have so many conversations every day with so many women. And one of the main themes is, (coughs) excuse me, is around perfectionism, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves being really critical of ourselves, maybe holding onto some guilt if we don't do things the quote unquote right way, or we feel like we want to do things quote unquote the right way or not do it at all. And it's kind of like this black and white thinking. Um, And overall, just like negative self-talk that really just doesn't serve us, makes us really unmotivated. And it really doesn't serve us at all. We can get nothing done. We're in the same place and it only makes us feel more shitty. Right. So that's kind of what I want to chat about today. Um, And the the remedy to this is the opposite. Right. So if the belief that you need to take perfect action in order to do things, quote unquote, right, is making you actually not get results or stay consistent or you feel like it's unsustainable, then actually you need to do the opposite. You need to start taking more imperfect action. You need to start taking more messier action. You need to start doing what you can, even if it's not in the perfect, like routinely schedule that you wrote down on paper yesterday, you know what I mean? Like it, I feel like the media has a really great way of making us feel bad if we're not waking up at 5am and meditating and going to the gym and meal prep and like all these things on top of work and life and our own growth. But ideally guys, if you can have some type of structure but really learn to be adaptable to that that is the key right and this is a huge skill that we work on with our one-on-one clients is adaptability right we work with a lot of moms we work with a lot of students you work with <clears throat> like it's really not a surprise if any woman comes to us saying they have like a super busy schedule i've worked with overnight nurses and we've worked with flight attendants we've worked with flight attendants with four kids who are a single mom right? And if there's a will, there is a way, okay? Um, But it really comes down to if if this person or you are creating unrealistic rules in your life that you think that you have to do things this way or else it's not right, and then you just shouldn't take action at all. But that's just not true, guys. Because imperfect action is always going to outrule perfect inaction, right? So the first thing I kind of want to touch on before I dive more into like perfectionism and all of that is really where perfectionism stems from, right? And Coach Kiana, our other head coach on the Embody Her team, really had a great analogy for this on one of our workshops with our one-on-one group was that, you know, we grow up and we're in our school system and we're always striving for like a good report card, right? Maybe that's straight A's, maybe it's A's and B's but ultimately you're striving for that hundred percent a plus. Right. And this, this type of thinking is, you know, great. You want to strive for good grades, but you rarely ever get a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like maybe like in freaking kindergarten or middle school, like once you go to high school and all of that, like you rarely ever get a hundred percent on something all the time. Right. And this really makes us kind of have this type of thinking in a lot of areas in our life right? Specifically our health and fitness journey, right? We think we have to hit our macros on the dot. We think we have to train a certain time amount. We think we have to train a certain amount of times a week for a certain amount of hours, a certain amount of exercises. And if we don't, then we're not going to get results or we're going to reverse all of our progress. And it's like, where did y'all get that from? Like who told y'all that you, (laughs) can? who told y'all like that it has to be this way. Right. Um, And it doesn't, right? But this type of thinking is is detrimental. I I don't even know what detrimental means. Let me look that up real quick. Because I want to, yeah, tending to cause harm. It causes more harm than good. And what I think makes perfectionism even more harmful is that it's actually celebrated, I think, a lot in our culture and the way that we grow up. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a perfectionist. As if that's a good thing. It's like, okay, you're a perfectionist. You probably are tripping about shit that doesn't matter. That nobody sees or cares about but you, right? You probably have really high standards, but you probably are very inefficient in getting things done. You probably put things off to the last minute. You probably procrastinate. You're probably really hard on yourself. And none of that is actually good. You know what I mean? None of that is actually self serving. And if we wanna evolve as a woman, if we want to get results, if we want to actually have fun with our fitness journey and get results, and you know, evolve into the woman we want to be, we have to shed off those inauthentic parts of ourselves that say things need to be this way or else it's not going to happen. And that's not true. Right. I hear this all the time, even with like one-on-one coaching It's like, oh, I want to start like after this vacation or after this, after that. And it's like, so you're waiting for a clean slate. Life is never going to be a clean slate. You know what I mean? Like, it's never going to be a clean slate. And I totally understand waiting until, you know, like things are a little bit calmer. But I promise you there could be something the second that you get started that can, if you allow it to, throw you off track. And that's why adaptability and taking messy action is exactly what you should be doing, right? Because messy action is, again, way better than perfect inaction, right? Because perfection is not really going to get you anywhere. But we learn this, right? We learn it. It is encouraged even, right? I grew up in an immigrant household, right? My father was from DR. And he always made us strive for excellence. And he really sees that as a good thing, right? And it is a good thing. He would say, you, you want to go 100%? Well, guess what? Now I want 105. And it's almost like this standard of creating that you're never good enough. Like you could do 100% of everything, but now you want 105. And then once I get to 105, now you want 110. And it's like, great. I love that you're creating this, you know, uh, benchmark of excellence or whatever. But then I'm in this state of never feeling good enough. Nothing ever feels good enough for me. I reach one goal. I want the next. I lose five pounds. I want to lose another five. And so I'm literally disappearing into thin air. And I see this all the time, right? I, you know, hit my first 10K month. Now I want 20K. Now I want 30K. Now I want 40K. And it's like, It is never good enough because this perfectionistic standards don't exist. So therefore you're really just in this rat race of never feeling good enough. And how shitty is it to feel that you're doing all the right things, but you still don't feel enough, right? It's because there's no such thing as perfectionism, right? Perfectionism really is, it's a form of self-sabotage stemming from, it's, it's a defense mechanism, right? Because if we feel like we do things perfect, then we'll be good enough and that we won't be a failure and that we won't make mistakes and we will be capable and deserving and worthy. But I'm here to remind you, babe, that you were born worthy. You were born worthy. You were born deserving. You don't question if a baby is worthy. Like if I just had a baby and like I ask, is my baby worthy? You're not going to be like, no, fuck that baby. No, you're going to be like, yes, that baby's worthy. That baby's innocent, pure, whatever. And we still are. The baby starts to shit and fart and throw up on you. Does, Does that make that baby less worthy? No. The baby throws the macaroni and cheese across the room and is screaming and crying. Does that make the baby less worthy? No. And it's time we start to look at ourselves with that type of lens. And it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say, that. wow, like, yay, like, I just love myself now. Like, (laughs) it's it's hard because perfectionism is really driven by like a stubbornness. But if you can choose to surrender and just choose to be a little bit more gentler with yourself, oh my God, you're going to have such a more chill life. You're going to have so much fun with your fitness journey and you may even get better results. You may even be less inflamed. (laughs) You may even crave less sugar because your stress levels are more in control because you're not holding yourself to this unrealistic standard all the time. It's tiring. It's draining. And this is, again, guys, why I am such a huge proponent on messy action. Take immediate action. Figure it out as you go. Figure it out as you go. Because I promise you guys... If you're just gonna sit here and f- try to figure it all out before you get started, it's not gonna happen. You're gonna get burnt out by the second step. And this goes for everything in life, right? If uh, if a potential client is coming, they wanna join the one-on-one body her fitness community, but they're trying to figure out all about macros before they get started. <laughs> it's not going to work because you're, you're, you get in and you learn as you go, you learn, as you put it into practice, you learn, as you ask questions, that's the whole point of the freaking program, but you're trying to figure it all out before. Cause just in case, you know, you're afraid that you're not going to be able to figure it out once you get started. It doesn't even, you know, like it's valid. Your feelings are valid. Our feelings are valid, but it's driven by fear. Right. And nothing dri- if it's driven by fear, it's, it's, it's an illusion, right? I remember before I started my business, I was like, okay, I need my website. I need to figure it all out before I get started, before I launch. And it's like, I literally figured everything out as I go. I built this entire website that I literally don't even use. I took it down now. And my first business mentor literally told me that like building a website is one of the most silliest things that a lot of people think they need, but they really use it to procrastinate. It's like, oh, I need need to think about the name. I need to think about the colors and the website. And it's like, nobody gives a fuck about that shit except you. You're really holding yourself back because you believe that you have to have all this figured out before you take action. But what would it look like if you just kicked the door down, got a little messy and figured it out as you go, right? Because there's no such thing as failure. There's only such thing as learning failure is feedback and i learned that as a business owner is that if you mess up on something that doesn't mean that you're you're not worthy it just means that this is feedback this is feedback for us to do better right so like let's say you're really struggling to track your macros the first 2 weeks and you're like i should i should know this i should be learning faster you feel guilty about asking questions you feel like you're slow you feel like you should know this already All of that stress is self-inflicted, right? And so now I kind of want to pivot now and talk a little bit more about self-criticism and silencing that inner critic, right? Our inner critic can be a bitch. Sorry, guys, I curse a lot on this podcast, so. But our inner critic can really put a damper on our moods. It can really make us feel unmotivated. It can really make us take the joy and the fun out of everything. You tally that on with comparison and you're in for a ride, right? Being really critical of yourself is, you may feel like it's helping you, but it's really not. And I relate. So I'm going to share with you guys how I kind of was able to work on that a little bit. So first things first, an amazing book I think you guys should read here's a call. Here's a list. Uh, what's the book? The book is called, well, one of them is the mountain is you. And that goes all around self-sabotage, um, and understanding why we hold ourselves back via procrastination, perfectionism, or being really critical of ourselves. Right. Um, and that is a really really great book for that. But another one I think is amazing. It's called The Mastery of Self. The Mastery of Self, it's by Don Miguel Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. and it's a really amazing book about understanding our inner critic, our mind, and it's a guide to personal freedom, giving you freedom from the inner critic, learning to love yourself more, learning to be more gentle with yourself so that way you can actually progress in your journey. Because if you're constantly being super critical of yourself and talking down to yourself and being super negative and saying you're this, you're that, you're never going to make it, well then yeah, that'll be your reality because it's what you say to be true that will be true. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right, okay? So that's an amazing book. But nevertheless, our inner critic is basically a sub-personality that judges and demeans us, right? But you also have your inner guidance, okay? Okay? So your inner critic is going to think in black and white. It's your ego, right? Your ego is your inner critic. It thinks in black and white or either or, all or nothing. It's either this or it's either that. There's no in between. Stubborn, fixed mindset, victim, gross. Sorry. <laughs> it's so hypocritical of me to say gross with that inner critic part, but it, it, it it's a gross way of talking to ourselves, right? The inner critic hyper fixates on the problems. It hyper fixates on the things that we're doing wrong. It does not recognize or celebrate progress or the progress isn't good enough. Or, you know, you could be making so much progress in other areas, but like if the scale isn't moving, you're like hyper fixated on that. Right. Um, uses shame, guilt, and fear to motivate. Right. Um, and it focuses on lack, scarcity, or never enough. We all have the inner critic. I have the inner critic in certain areas of my life, specifically in business. It, we all have it, right? Now, our inner guidance, this is this is our true authentic soul self. This is our higher self. Okay, this is that like good conscious, right? It's it's that inner guidance. This inner guidance recognizes complexity and gray area, right? It's able to say, you know what? I may not have been able to train as much as I wanted to this week or hit all my macros, but I tried my best. It was a really busy week, and I'm going to give myself kudos for that. That's your your authentic self coming out. Your authentic self is going to focus on solutions, right? It's like, okay, okay, okay. These are all my problems. What can I do about it? Who can I ask for help? Where, what resources can I find? Right? And this goes back to the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, right? Your true authentic self is going to be able to celebrate progress and small victories. Even if you don't feel the most ecstatic about it, you're still like, okay, you know what? The scales are moving. I know the scale isn't like a great measure of progress. I am feeling some changes. I am feeling more energized. I'm hitting new PRs in the gym. My form is getting better. I'm doing an awesome job right? Small victories. And this is why in our one-on-one coaching process on part of our check in is asking them their non-scale victories, right? Your true authentic self is going to, is not going to use shame and guilt and fear to motivate you. Cause that's not motivating by the way. Like it, it really just unmotivates us a lot of the times, right? Like maybe, you know, it's helpful in certain instances but it doesn't last right like let's say you've been eating like an asshole, you've been completely completely sedentary and like let's say you gain 10 pounds over the course of three months right you're feeling uncomfortable you're really inflamed and you have all this shame guilt and fear and you're like okay you know what like i feel like shit like i'm gonna take action until you feel great again you lose the weight and then it's a cycle all over again This is why your inner critic actually isn't very helpful because it's motivated by pain and once the pain is gone, there's no more motivation, right? But your true authentic self uses desire, love, compassion to motivate, right? It's like, we're doing this because I love myself, you know? I I'm not going to the gym cuz I have to. I'm going to the gym cuz I desire to because I I may not desire to in the moment, but it's in alignment with what I truly want and I know I'm going to feel so much better after. Right versus if I don't go to the gym, I'm a fat fuck and like, you know what? Like, you know you're a piece of shit. Oh my god, like relax. <laughs> We've all been there though. So, your true authentic self is the voice of passion. Your inner critic is going to be the voice of reason, right? It's like Oh, well, you know, you usually need to do this. And like, no, the, your true authentic self is the voice of passion. It focuses on a gratitude, what's possible for you and what feels good. Right. And that's really what it's all about guys is feeling good, feeling that peace, that joy in your fitness journey, in your life. Okay. So how can we actually like reframe this? Right. Cause it's great to know the difference between the inner critic and your inner guidance. But How can we actually reframe this? And this really comes down to cognitive reframing. This is something that we do within our one-on-one program with our clients. Right. Um, and really what this is, it's a form of restructuring the way that you think about things, right? Our thoughts about our experiences drive our emotions which drive our level of attraction. And we attract in our life what we are a vibrational match to. Okay, so negative thoughts lead to negative feelings, which lead to negative behaviors, which lead to creating a reality of negativity and vice versa. Obviously, there is such a thing as toxic positivity, and that's not what we're talking about here. Okay, we're talking about true practicing and putting into practice better ways of thinking about things to live a more fulfilled life. Okay. So an example of this would be maybe like, let me think of something. Uh, Oh, I just feel like I'm never going to get to where I want to be. A good way to reframe that could be,, oh, you know, I'm feeling a little discouraged right now, but I know it's a journey, and I, i'm I'm doing the things I need to do, and I'm showing up for myself, so I just need to be patient, right? Like that's just like it's it's not invalidating the way you feel, but it's a little better. you know what I mean? Like it was a little better, right? Um, and if there is a part of you that really struggles, to receive that grace from yourself. I was talking about this with one of my clients, Stephanie, the other day, if you're listening to this, Hey girl, but you know, she really was struggling to practice that self grace, right? It's like one thing to put it into practice, but like she really was struggling to actually accept that compassion from herself. And you know, something I asked her was what part of you, like, what, what makes you feel unworthy of that? What makes you feel unworthy or not deserving of that self-compassion? And That'll open up a lot, a lot for you, right? So there's so much that goes into it. I really feel like I can't get it out of one podcast. But when you're when you are able to learn to be kinder to yourself and you're able to observe the thoughts that are coming up for you versus judge them, and this is something I really want to tap into as well is like, okay. Stop beating yourself up for not being able to be nice to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you're really trying, but then the intrusive thoughts keep coming and then you start beating yourself up for not getting it right. And it's like, what would it look like if we were just, if we were to just allow ourselves to, to observe our thoughts and our feelings without judgment, without trying to snap ourselves into a place of positivity. And that's what toxic positivity is. Right. Um, It's just trying to bypass the way you feel and try to just be positive. And it's like, no, it's not about that. It's about, whoa, I'm having a lot of intrusive thoughts right now. Let's take a second. Let's take a deep breath. And let's actually observe. Let's let's be the observer for a second. And I want to observe. I'm going to actually write down all the thoughts that are coming up for me. And then I'm going to write out a better way to think about things. And I'm going to actually even dive deep on like where this comes from, right? And if they even hold any evidence. And that's when you can challenge those thoughts and belief systems, right? So here's what I mean by this. And this is why meditation is so amazing as well. It's not about stopping or silencing, even even though that's the title of this podcast, right? It's not about silencing the inner critic. It's about observing the thoughts that come to the forefront of your mind, challenging them, seeing where they come from, and then practicing the opposite of those thoughts. So this is a process. And again, it's something that we work on with our one-on-one clients when they are experiencing intrusive thoughts, anxiety, really negative thoughts, and all of this stuff, right? It's like you really want to picture yourself as a mountain, Right. I want you to picture yourself as a mountain in the sky. Right. And every thought, every thought that comes up, I want you to picture it as like a cloud passing by or a bird that flies by. And these are your thoughts. You're just watching them pass. Okay. And then they leave and they're gone. There may be a lot of clouds. It may be a cloudy day but you let them pass until it's clear skies. That's what meditation is about. That is what observing your mind is about. It's not about stopping them and keeping them back and not thinking them. No, that's going to do the exact opposite. It's going to drive you crazy, right? But it's about letting, actually letting those thoughts flow out of you, observing them, and then challenging them, seeing where they come from. So that way you can then live a life of more peace, right? So after you observe those thoughts, you see what's coming up for you. That's where positive affirmations really come in guys. You know, we have a lot of our clients practice daily affirmations, whether that's sticky notes on your mirror or practicing mirror work. Okay. Mirror work is the act of looking in your eyes, not at your body, not at your hair, not at your teeth, whatever, not at your skin. But actually looking at yourself straight in the eyes and, and telling yourself, I love you. You're I'm so fucking proud of you, bitch. I love you. I know this is hard, but you're like, I'm so proud of you for doing the best you can. And like really looking at yourself in the eyes and practicing that. Maybe you even tell yourself, I'm sorry, right? For the way that I'm treating myself, for the way that I, whatever, right? Mirror work is amazing. It actually helped me heal my relationship with binge eating a lot there was so much guilt and shame that came around food and the way that I was going about things that I actually couldn't even look at myself in the mirror in my eyes. And that's an issue, right? You want to be able to look at yourself in the eyes and express that love and, and work on that relationship with yourself, right? So obviously there's that positive affirmations. So you can, again, sticky note on your mirror, you can journal daily affirmations. I personally like to just pull up like a 10 minute video of affirmations Um, on YouTube, I like to make sure it's like a voice that I actually like and doesn't irritate me. (laughs) And I'll play that as I'm like brushing my teeth in the morning. And it's like a really great way to set the tone for the day and practice more positive thoughts, because what you're doing is you're creating new neural pathways, right? It's so much easier to think negatively because that's all you've done your entire fucking life. Right. But you know, practicing more positive, more neutral, more empowering thoughts, It takes practice, but once you build those neural pathways in your brain, it's a pathway that's engraved. It's just as easy as the negative thoughts, if not easier, right? So those are powerful as well. Of course, shadow work, journaling, brain dump journaling. um, I could do a whole nother podcast on shadow work. It's so powerful. And it really just is taking a look at the darker sides of yourself that we repress and that we deem as unworthy, and showing those parts of ourselves love, so that way we can heal and transform and grow, right? So again, guys, it's not about he- it's not about silencing the inner critic. It's really about understanding the inner critic, understanding where she's coming from, what she's trying to protect you from, where she even learned this from, and then unlearning it and putting into practice more positive ways of thinking, so you can live a fulfilled life and have more peace and have more joy and even have a more peaceful life. Because if your mind is filled with anxiety and negativity and negative self-talk and your life is filled with negativity and constant obstacles, that's simply a reflection of your reality. Because our inner world is a reflection of our, our, our outer world, right? And so it's reflecting back to us what we believe and what we expect for ourselves, which is only shit, right? now it's not to say that like, we're not a victim to our circumstances sometimes, right? You you, you can't control certain things, but you can to an extent. So I'm so annoyed that it only lets me do 30 minutes, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. I would love to hear, uh, you know, your feedback. And if you got any value from this, I love you and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.